Hello and welcome to Fed Talks. I'm your host, EJ. How's everybody doing? I paused, I waited for an answer, none came. Um hey, hope everybody had a good week. Um mine was a mixed bag. I want to start with a with a quick story that is funny. And I will use that as a as a delay to try to remember the things I was going to talk about. Uh, I promise next couple weeks is going to be a guest episode. It hasn't been recorded yet. I don't know exactly when it'll record, but uh, it it should be fun. It'll be a first time guest, uh, a, a guest who who uh, actually uh, contributes to a a real podcast and does research, which will be jarring to. Uh, to those of you who are familiar with my style, which is uh, man tries to remember comic books he read when he was nine. Um, but uh, don't need to rehash everything that I I think last week I talked about a lot. Uh, I don't remember. I don't remember what order anything happened in. Uh, I feel like I recorded about six podcasts at once and put them out in a random order. Uh, but since I since I started losing weight, I have pretty much cut out fast food. Sometimes I will allow myself McDonald's breakfast, and every once in a while I'll get I'll get something if it's a you know if it's sort of a dire situation after work or I've had a bad day and I want to give myself a little a little uh, little trash infusion. But uh, so Wendy's right by my office, and. Uh, yesterday on my lunch break, I had to run an errand and I passed the Wendy's on the way back and I only had about 10 minutes left in my lunch break. I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to pick up a little something from Wendy's. I haven't been there in, you know, a year. So I go through, I guess I hadn't thought about how much I used to go to Wendy's because uh, when I get up then to the drive through window, the guy in the, in the window sort of, uh, uh, does a double take and he says man we thought you died <laughs> it, it's it, it's nice to know somebody cared uh, and again jarring to think how often I must have gone to Wendy's but also these people would just really think hey that, I wonder what happened to that guy I had another weird experience at that Wendy's like two years ago uh, where I was going through the drive-thru and there used to be this nice old lady who worked there and she'd really want to chat with you while she would because you know it's the two window setup where you pay at one and pick up your food at the other and this lady would ring you up and she really wanted to chat and uh, I remember her telling me one day oh it's been a lot going on around here the girl you like is gone and I have no idea who she could have been referring to I had never been inside that Wendy's or interacted with anybody outside of the window. And I can't, like, it struck me as so odd at the time because I couldn't remember any female employees besides her. So I don't know if she mistook me for somebody else or if I had one interaction with somebody that was more laden with emotion than I picked up on. Uh, but that's just always a, always a weird little thing that's kind of in the back of my head um so those are my wendy's stories 
da-da-da-da-da-da, Wendy's. That's how we end that segment. Uh, that sound effect there was actually just a accident. My phone did something. It wasn't me definitely, uh, <laughs> definitely trying to punctuate a bit. Uh, let's do some, you know what? Let's just do some, some TV movie talk this week. A couple topics that are maybe interesting to talk about. Maybe they won't be. Maybe this will just be a dead end. We'll find out. Um, I'm not really breaking any news here, but uh, uh, Rick and Morty creator Justin Roiland has, uh, is facing criminal charges for domestic violence and, and, and illegal imprisonment. I want to say unlawful imprisonment, but I think you actually need the legal right to imprison anybody for it to, for an imprisonment to be considered unlawful. But he basically beat up his girlfriend and locked her in a room. Um, which is, it sounds very bad and it sounds very credible. And here's, here's the thing is, I want to be careful how I say this. There is absolutely nothing surprising about finding out that Justin Roiland is a bad man. Um, and I don't mean in the way where when somebody turns out to be a creep, you go, oh, well, you could tell. It's like, no, obviously, I, you know, you couldn't tell that. He would have been reported to the police long before if you've been able to pick up from his TV show that he was going to beat his partner. But just just the attitude of the show which I like I like Rick and Morty uh, I think the fans are absolutely unbearable and they are proving themselves to be even more so with their reactions to this news but uh, uh, it's a key feature of the show that the fans of everything ruined that thing uh, but you you could just tell from what they what what that show celebrates and what it demeans uh, and I know other people work on the show, but it, it, it's there's just something that something seems negative about it, and also the fact that you've never I've never once heard a positive thing about him. Um, so yeah, it's not like we should have seen this coming. It's like yeah, no surprise. This dude sucks. Uh, the specific way is <laughs> surprising and horrible, but uh, it's just a bummer. Uh, you, you know, a lot of presumably the show continues because they have a huge contract with Adult Swim, a huge contract that pretty much ruled out them having any interest in in my pilot, even though one of their longtime creators brought it to them. I probably don't. I don't want to talk about that. So do I have a little bit of beef? And eh, not really. It was going to go bad one way or another. But you know, because there, there's just there's other people who who work on that show and it just sucks when somebody can ruin it for people for whom that's their living you know it's sick of terrible guys becoming uh very famous and then ruining people's lives with their actions and careers with their flameouts it's a bad industry it's a bad world we got to do something about this. No more sucky guys. Uh, the the thing that is amazing is that uh, the co-creator of the show is Dan Harmon of Community, and this is 
given everything we know about Dan Harmon, this is the second show he's made where when people people involved refer to that asshole, they're not talking about him. Like, how do you how do you even manage? Um, that's it. Dan Harmon's a, and I love Community, you guys. I love Community so much. Um, and to the extent that I I think I uh, was uh uh. A little bit enamored of Dan Harmon's ways in which he's kind of a bad guy because they are not dissimilar to things I can see in myself. Um, the Harmontown documentary is real interesting because he comes off badly but sympathetically, if that makes sense. And there's, I don't know if I've ever talked about it here, but uh, there's one episode of Community that, that got me like. I've definitely mentioned it, but we're coming up on 100 episodes. Maybe nobody's heard all of them. Why would you? Um, skip around. Come on. Um, uh, uh, there's the, the season three episode of Community where uh, Troy is busy, so Annie joins Abed in the Imaginatorium, which is <laughs> his duct tape version of the holodeck, basically. And sort of the, the point of this episode is that uh, Abed's kind of kind of crippled by by this this knowledge that all of these friends he has that are important to him have other things in their lives, and one day they those they will move on with those things, and he won't, and he'll be left behind, and that is a thing I think about all the time, and I have never was never able to express it uh, or even necessarily identify this sense of dread that was constantly buzzing in the back of my head and the fact that somebody not only identified it but put it on TV and and made people care was really sort of overwhelming for me and I sort of cried and the people I was watching with thought I was doing a bit and they laughed at me uh, which was reasonable I complained about it at the time, but uh, there was no reason for them to think I was being legitimate in any way. Uh, but, you know, the fact that he was a guy who, who was putting this kind of thing on TV was really meaningful to me, and it really uh, over-identified with him. And over the years, and again, love community. Dan Harbin's not a, he's not a good man. He's a guy who, he does seem to try like he makes amends when he does bad things, but he also does bad things. And sometimes he doesn't, you know, I, I don't know. I'm just, he seems genuinely unpleasant in a way that I, like I said, I could sort of see some of that in myself. And I was, you know, you sort of excuse it, go, look, somebody's, somebody's messed up in similar ways to the ways I am. And look at that, he's running a TV show and, uh, you know, He's he's successful and he's married and he has friends and uh, and you know cold light of day. Dude, dude, dude's not necessarily a good guy. I probably shouldn't just be sitting here passing judgment on people, except for Justin Roiland, who allegedly and we use allegedly in only the legal sense that no trial has been completed. Uh, viciously beat his girlfriend. Dude sucks. Eat a butt, Roiland. You know, you know who can do the voices of Rick and Morty? Every dude. 
every dude's busting out their impressions all the time. Um, I probably shouldn't have started with the one that that's that's like a bummer, right? Um, instead, I'll do a you know what TV recommendation besides Paul T. Goldman, which uh, is the one episode left of finale comes out on Sunday. The most recent episode ended with a reveal that out of context means nothing. But if you have been watching the show, it made my jaw drop. And it was a man saying his name on camera. And I still absolutely lost my mind. It is so good and weird. I uh, can't say enough good things about this crazy ass show. Uh, uh, but I have another I have another new show that I enjoy. I enjoyed the pilot. It was on HBO, The Last of Us. Um, here's what it has going against it. It is based on a video game, which is usually the sign for this is going to suck. Uh, I guess some people, the Sonic movies are supposed to be kind of good. I have not seen those. Uh, Detective Pikachu was charming and funny, but I know nothing about the Pokemon games. Um, but really, every, it's just been bad. If something's based on a video game, it's bad. Uh, and and uh, it's also a sort of post-apocalyptic thing with quote-unquote zombies. Uh, and and th that's usually... I'm real checked out on end-of-the-world stuff. Uh, Station Eleven notwithstanding. And I only played a little of the game. Uh, and I kind of got bored because I bought it the same day I bought my PlayStation 4 and I bought a couple of other games also and I moved on to the more fun ones and never went back. And I've heard it's really good and I'll probably go play it at some point. But I also know the story of it. It's been so discussed over the, uh, you know, eight or nine years it's been out. Uh, but it is the TV show genuinely really good it's being kind of show run by the guy who created the game and the guy who created Chernobyl the TV show Chernobyl not the place nor the incident and it's uh, it does so much good work setting up the characters at the beginning which is a thing you you know in a lot of post-apocalypse I don't like the way that word came out of my mouth. Uh, a lot of post-apocalyptic stuff really wants to charge through and get to the catastrophe. And this kind of kind of takes its time and uh, plays out a lot like the opening of the game does, which was cool. And honestly, it's it, it, it feels like a more realistic post-apocalyptic scenario where instead of roving bands of people who've, who've uh, formed little cliques like, like Walking Dead or something, it's like, no, the government and the military is still uh, in charge. And in fact, they're exerting even more control over the uh, under the auspices of protecting us from clickers, which is what they call zombies. Because they're not, they're not quite zombies in that they don't seem to actually be the undead. They're just people with brain funguses uh functionally they're zombies but there's no supernatural element i guess 
Uh, the point is, I thought the premiere was great. Um, I am in for the long haul. Uh, Pedro Pascal from The Mandalorian is... This dude's just determined to be in everything. You know, he's a Star Wars. He's Now he's The Last of Us. He was the villain in a Wonder Woman movie. The man's everywhere. Um, and this is, this is one where he actually has to be there instead of dubbing over helmet footage. Uh, they say he's behind the mask in The Mandalorian most of the time, but he's not. Um, yeah, Last of Us on HBO, Sunday nights. It's, I loved it. I was expecting to sort of like it, and I, I was like, oh yeah, this is, this is my thing. Having a great time here. Um, okay, here's the thing. I'm going to talk through in terms of movies because I've just been, I've been thinking about it. Um, obviously, I talk about uh, superheroes and superhero movies a lot because, honestly, what else do I know anything about? And uh, maybe not really discussed on this show yet, even though it's been a while, is uh, uh, James Gunn, the Guardians of the Galaxy writer-director, is kind of in charge over at the DC movie division. I don't know, you know, it's... It's, it's not like he's running the company. He has bosses, and it's still the same dirtbags who uh, are killing completed movies and TV series over at Warner Brothers just to get the tax credit. So uh, uh, in all honesty, I think it's going to be a golden age of really amazing-sounding projects getting greenlit and then never happening. But that won't be his fault. Uh, but I like James Gunn. I like his sensibility. He's His... Uh, I love the Guardians movies. Uh, the Peacemaker TV show is like the one DC thing from their connected universe that I, I've liked uh, because the last year's Batman movie was not part of that universe. And that's probably part of why they need somebody in charge because you have to explain things like that. Uh, you know, which TV shows and movies are in this continuity and which aren't. It's... And that's part of the problem, because here, here's what I was thinking. Um, first off, over, over, I spent Christmas uh, with, uh, with my friend Billy and his family, uh, Billy's family, including Sam and Becky, who frequently uh, come up here. They're all siblings. And, uh, you know, I, ha I have no family or loved ones, so uh, uh, Becky was kind enough to invite me. And uh, Billy's got a, uh, a kid, and I cannot remember how old he is, and I can't tell how old children are in general because I'm old, so everybody younger than me is nine, I guess. Um, and he's a kid. I probably shouldn't use his name. He's not my kid. I don't have permission. Some people are weird about that. Uh, he's a really nice, fun kid, and he loves Marvel stuff. And he was excited that I was there because I know a lot of stuff about Marvel. And uh, Becky was also excited that I was there so that I could talk to him about it rather than her having to hear about things she was vaguely cognizant of. Uh, she's a very good aunt. She, she, she learns a lot, and uh, she, she's, she's great with those kids. But uh, I think she was excited to to not have to hear theories about the hulk uh 
And one thing, by the way, this kid had a great, the great idea for how to bring Red Hulk into the Marvel movies that I can't believe I didn't think of. Um, I like I was genuinely tickled by it. Um, but we're, you know, we're talking about all this stuff, and one thing that became clear pretty quickly is he thinks all the DC heroes are dumb because he knows them from their movies, which are mostly bad. <laughs> And at heart, I'm a DC guy, so that breaks my heart. But also, he hasn't really seen a lot of evidence to the contrary in his short lifespan. And it almost feels like maybe they need to hold off on, on movies for a couple years. Like, they've, they've lost the young people. They've lost the kids. For, for them, uh, uh, DC is the Pepsi and they're always going to kind of feel like knockoffs. So maybe I know there's this idea they got to rush to get back in the game and eh, put it on hold three to five years. Wait a little, wait until, wait and see if, uh, if uh, Secret Wars turns out to sort of be a breaking point for Marvel. Um, you know, there's, I, there's not a rush. Wait, wait for some more kids to come along where you can. They they don't have to have the crummy movies first and foremost in line. Just there's there's a stink on the brand right now that breaks my heart. And another thing I'm thinking is, I don't know that the general public and you do need the general public to keep making these movies hits. Uh, you know, everybody who has ever bought a comic can stop going to Marvel movies, and they'll make more money than they would if only the people who have bought comics keep going to those movies. You know, that's just, that's, that's just the reality. And I don't think you can ask regular people to keep two different superhero universes in their head. Like, especially once you have like interlocking continuity, your average person it has maybe changed now with the movies being so successful, but there's a there's a good portion of people in the world who don't who who wouldn't be able to tell you why Superman and Spider Man aren't in the same movie. And like uh, uh, Becky is uh, th thanks to thanks to her nephew and just the osmosis of knowing me uh, is is pretty much as well informed as like a a regular person who doesn't who is you know who is not aware of comics who is not specifically emotionally involved with the history of these characters watches some of the movies and some of the shows and likes what she sees uh you know she 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 watches endgame and she's not why why didn't batman come out of the, one of the portals you know that's not she she knows she you know she know she is as informed as a like a a regular non nerd is going to be at these things, and even she when we when Black Adam comes up thought maybe that was a Marvel thing. There's just you're you're not going to be you're going to always have that brand confusion right now. And I don't know, man. I'd love to see DC do something good, but I also would just be happy if the only thing they produced in TV for the next few years was Doom Patrol and Peacemaker. And Doom Patrol, I think, has eight episodes left. 
before the series ends. Um, but that's really the only stuff they've put on screen that I've really enjoyed. And again, breaks my heart. But sometimes you got to admit your beat and uh, retrench. Throwing stuff right out there, I don't know. And this is just me talking through uh, what I think of superhero movies. Which, when, when else have I done that on this very show? Except for, I guess, like every week of the last 32 weeks while I've been rewatching the Marvel movies. Um, so, honestly, I have about five topics I can discuss. And, hey, I hit them. Um, boy, I'm, I did not see a movie this week. It's been a couple weeks. Uh, the the man, I'm blanking out. There are a couple movies that looked interesting. Not playing around here. Uh, no interest in Avatar. Uh, it's one of those I might see for idle curiosity, except that it is three hours plus, and that just seems abusive. I have I have a limited number of hours left on this earth and I can't spend three of them watching watching Blue Men um, but that's that's uh, gosh I should have I feel like I should have prepared like transitions or or something at the very least uh, but hey how about if we just get into the franchise report um, back on my back on my movie grind I just said I didn't watch any movies I obviously watched old releases um, franchise number one wrapped up the Sam Raimi Spider-Man movies with Spider-Man 3 a movie that has widely been mocked since it came out in uh, 2005 and here's the thing it's got its problems um, it's it's a little overstuffed. It's got some truly goofy things in it. Uh, Peter Parker becoming uh, uh, corrupted by the the alien parasite and becoming becoming meaner and cooler is so goofy. Like everybody laughs at the dance number. I love that part because. It feels like neither Sam Raimi nor Tobey Maguire knows what a cool guy acts like, and that's their best approximation. It honestly kind of fits that Silver Age Spider-Man vibe they're going for. Uh, to me, the one legitimately bad part of the movie is the the retcon where uh, Thomas Hayden Church's character is actually the one who killed Peter Parker's uncle rather than the guy who was punished for it in the first movie. And that just seems like a bad way to put emotional stakes into the movie. Like, it didn't sit well then, and it doesn't now. But you put that aside, like, everything else in it is really fun. Like, uh, uh, Harry Osborn finally snapping and going evil, and that goofy, goofy fight scene in the beginning where he's on his his snowboard green goblin suit and Peter Parker still in his regular clothes and they have this big alley fight uh, that's so much fun um, the Sandman stuff looks great 
Um, I'm not the hugest Venom fan, but the way they do him here is is fun, and Topher Grace is so Weasley. Uh, amazing thing I forgot was uh, uh, when Topher Grace is in church praying for God to kill Peter Parker, he addresses God as Sir, <laughs> which is very funny. Uh, Bruce Campbell's cameo in this one is the 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 Mater D his uh his approach to a French accent is so funny um it's i i i like it a lot that one thing sticks in my craw but i totally forgot Bryce Dallas Howard is Gwen Stacy that's super fun and these Spider-Man movies all now have to have Spider-Man catch a woman who's falling and you know, part of that is that's such a superhero trope established by Superman, but uh, with Spider-Man, it's got this weight because in the comics, uh, he did not catch Gwen Stacy, and his girlfriend died in the 70s. Or rather, he did catch her, but the the she had fallen too far, and the snag on the web caused uh, snapped her neck. Um, look, we could talk about that all day, but... So every time they do that in a Spider-Man movie, it's like there's always a chance that he this this will be the time he doesn't he doesn't do it, and then in in one of the uh, Andrew Garfield movies he doesn't. And they kill Gwen Stacy, played by Emma Stone, which was a wild choice in a movie that is almost entirely bad. Uh, so next, I am not going to do the Andrew Garfield movies as part of the franchise watch. Instead, uh, I'm wrapping up. Spider-Man next week with Into the Spider-Verse which is a movie that I adore and I will cry and we'll talk about that um, I also continuing the Bourne franchise with the Bourne Supremacy which I thought was the third movie but no Ultimatum is the third uh, that seems wrong to me it seems like Supremacy would come after an Ultimatum um, I like the style of it a lot that's this is where Paul Greengrass comes on and he's got that real sort of uh, I don't want to call it shaky cam because that's not actually what it is but the camera is very active in the fight scenes and seems uh, more organic uh, and he's you know really got the Jason Bourne beating the hell out of people with household objects thing um, I still like the first one better like it, it tracks a little more for me, and the, the uh, here's the thing: is coming back to these movies after. I guess the most recent one was not even that long ago, but uh, twenty nineteen maybe. Uh, I don't care that much about the Treadstone mythology. Like I don't get too caught up in that, and this movie is all Treadstone stuff. Um, but you know, so that just means I'm I'm a little more checked out. But I I still really enjoyed watching it. Uh, oh, and Carl Urban is one of the one of the main uh, one of the main guys trying to catch him. And Carl Urban has been in everything now. You know, he's starring in the Boys. He was in the Star Trek reboots. He was in the Judge Dredd, uh, the good Judge Dredd movie. Um, he's in Thor Ragnarok. He's I, I looked it up when I saw when he was in Thor and he's played like seven different comic characters now um, including voice work 
it's he's just in so many things and this is this is very early early carl urban and it is shocking how little he is like he would beat my ass that's i'm not i'm not suggesting otherwise but uh when you see him in the boys and in dread and ragnarok he's a much bigger guy and it's like a little baby carl urban it's pretty it's pretty fun uh, so next week we've got the ultimatum, which I remember as being my favorite of the series, but I have not watched it. And I also tell a story about how I saw that with the person I was dating, uh, and how we had a big fight, which, uh, when I say a big fight in this instance, I mean, I just mostly got yelled at for having an opinion that I immediately backed off of. I am good at being in relationships uh, that's it. Let's wrap this up, right? Uh, remember to check out our sponsor, teasebysummer.com. The the best. Um, I mean, man, what 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 can I say right now? Uh, what can I say to put you in a Tease by Summer shirt? Um, uh, it, it, it's all great. Just uh, just get in there, buy something. It'll be much appreciated. Um, I, 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 just, I love everything there. The shirts, the mugs, there's a water bottle. Love that water bottle. Um, it's all... It's... It's great, man. I, <laughs> I apologize for the fact that I sound sort of... Uh, 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 disengaged but I am trying to find some information uh, on my uh, on, on my phone for another thing I want to say and I can't find it so maybe I'll just shut up uh, but yeah tease by tease by it's great it's buy something it's fast shipping it's all high quality products uh i cannot say enough good things about it um it's look i wouldn't have committed to 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 mentioning it every single week if i wasn't uh wasn't a a a proud customer as are a surprising number of my friends and past guests of the show Look, we're a big happy family. We love our teas by summer. Go buy something. No seller say you're doing a great job. Don't reference me. It's organic. You, the purchaser, are acknowledging this is a great job. Um, and let's see. What else can you see? You can email the show at fedtalks at yahoo.com. You can, I'm on Twitter at EJ Fettis. I'm on Instagram at EJ underscore Fettis. And over there is where I'm doing the Daily Daredevil, where I'm reading all of Daredevil, one issue per day. Uh, as I record this, I am 17 issues in. And there is a reason 60s Daredevil is not reprinted the way 60s Spider-Man or Fantastic Four are. Mostly, it's not very good. Um, it's starting to pick up now. Uh... And every once, but it'll still vary wildly between amazing and terrible. And the one I just read is a two-parter where he he fights Spider-Man because of a misunderstanding. And uh, uh, the single best, 
the two amazing things that happen in, the, in that issue are Daredevil tricks Spider-Man into doing all the fighting for him when they finally find the bad guys. <laughs> like, it's Daredevil's book, and it's four pages of Spider-Man just beating up thugs. It's, like, even the people making Daredevil are like, yeah, Spider-Man's a better character, right? Uh, and again, I'm doing this because I enjoy Daredevil. I am finding out I don't like his roots much. But the other amazing thing is Daredevil blows up a blimp by shooting it with a handgun, which is sort of an extreme move, but also Daredevil's blind. <laughs> Anything involving marksmanship is a wild choice. Uh, so anyway, every day I'm doing a post where I review the new issue, the new issue, the issue that I read. Uh, so that's fun. TikTok, uh, EJ Fettis. I'm doing my, my TikTok, it's Film O'Clock, the movie review show for serious film buffs. Um, I have a new one that'll... If you're listening to this on Wednesday, it'll probably be out by the end of the day, Wednesday. A new one that's very dumb, but also expands on the lore of TikTok. It's Film O'Clock, which I think is something we were all hoping for. Oh, yes. Give us backstory. Incorporate world, be world building into your, <laughs> into your short form. Uh-huh. Into your 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 short form joke movie review format. Um, so that's I think that's everything. Um, I'm gonna be a guest on it. I'm gonna be a guest on another podcast that I've been on before, but I will let you know when that happens. We're recording it in a day or two. I'm very excited. I get to talk about one of my favorite topics. I suspect the host enjoyed it a lot less than I do. So. Uh, sparks will fly. Uh, that's it. I will see you guys next week uh, when possibly there will be a guest. Possibly not. Haven't scheduled it yet. We'll find out. Bye. Fed Talks is a full boys production. Wah, 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 wah.